1: Hi, my name is Jeff Clark and today I want to show you something just a little bit crazy. In just a moment, Oh,
0: Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, and our Redeemer. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters, Kenston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We thank God today for who he is what he is doing and what he's going to do in our lives. Understand this, my brother and my sister, God has done great things and we thank him for that. God is doing great things for you and I, but I want to encourage the children of God under the sound of my voice today the best. God may have done great things. God may be doing great things, but God has the best yet to come in store for you and for me. If we just remain faithful, don't allow ourselves to become sidetracked and discouraged by the adversary. God has promised us that with him, the end of a thing, Is better than its beginning. So, children of God, we thank God today um, for all that He is doing, has done, and is going to do. We're going to take a look today at the book of Psalms, chapter 62, with a special focus on verse 1. Psalms, chapter 62 with a special focus on verse one. This is a psalm for the director of music, for Jethro Dunn, a psalm of David. The psalmist writes, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. We're going to work from a theme today. My soul finds rest in God. My soul finds rest in God. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Again, we say thank you. Thank you for life. Thank you for health. Thank you for strength. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for food on our tables, clothes on our back, air in our lungs, shoes on our feet, so many great things that you do to us, through us, and for us. We want to say thank you. We want to appreciate you for who you are. We haven't been all that we should be, but Father, we're thanking you because you have been all that you should be. Pray, Heavenly Father, you continue leading us, continue guiding us, continue opening our eyes and being patient with us. Thank you, Father, for loving us when we were unlovable, for helping us, Father, when we didn't deserve to be helped. When we were kicking about in our own blood, you came in and saved us. You came in and put balm on us and began restoring us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father, as we study your holy scripture today, we pray, Father, that you will speak to us, speak through us, speak for us, Uh, as your spirit knows what needs to be said to your people. We are trusting, Father, that you will take over in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Once again, we ask that you forgive us and our iniquities as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And continue leading us, Father, and guiding us in your path of righteousness for your name's sake. These and all of the blessings, Father, we ask and we count done in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed that God's people say amen, amen, and amen my soul finds rest in God. There's either one or two things that will happen with our soul in this life. God says, Robert, there's one of two things that will happen with men and women's souls after this life. The soul is the unique part of you and me. We don't share soul with anyone else. Our brother or our sister, we may share some close genes with them. We may have an identical brother or an identical sister. We may share a lot of genes, a lot of, but we don't share souls with anyone. Your soul is unique and original. My soul is unique and original. You say, Pastor, what is this soul? The soul is the part of us that makes the choices and makes the decisions. If we do right, it is because in our soul we chose to do right. If we do wrong, it is because in our soul we chose to do wrong. Ezekiel, the spirit of God spoke to Ezekiel and told him, Ezekiel, the soul... Who sins, he shall die. Now, now, understand what death means to God. Death to us and death to God are different things. Because if we're not careful, we can start thinking, all right, our soul will do like our body. It will stop existing and go back to the dust. No, that is not what happens with human souls that die. Souls that die are separated from their eternal eternal creator forever. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we not be separated from our eternal creator. Your soul will exist. My soul will exist for eternity. Your soul, my soul will never stop existing. You and I are eternal beings. We are beings that will never cease to exist, whether in the presence of God, where there'll be no more weeping, no more crying, no more pain, or in the lake of fire and burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Your soul, my soul is going to exist forever. The question is, Prayer for every soul, every eternal being under the sound of my voice is that our souls will exist in the presence of God where there is fullness of joy. There's not fullness of joy in hell. People, even people, you know, a lot of people talk real bold and talk real sassy now about hell and Thinking that, you know, I'll meet, I'll see you in hell and all this kind of nonsense. And people that end up in hell, they are no longer talking that kind of nonsense. See, a lot of times people will talk a particular nonsense until they have experienced the thing. You know, that's why a lot of times if we have not experienced something, we need to keep quiet. lest God gives us a divine revelation because people that have a divine revelation from God know that hell is not a place that they want to go, that they want to meet anybody that they want. That hell is not the place to be because there is no rest for your soul in hell. It is a place, God says, Robert, of eternal torment. It is weeping. It is gnashing of teeth. It is an eternity spent of wishing that you had made a different decision, wishing that you you, you had listened to God. You had lived for God. You had trusted in God, wishing that you had believed in God is a place of eternal. I'm hearing God speak in my spirit now. God said, Robert, it's a place of eternal regret. Place of eternal suffering. God said, because I made it that way. God said, Robert, I didn't make anything about hell pleasant. God made hell. God made our human souls. He never meant for the two to come in contact with each other. In other words, he never meant for you and me as eternal beings (laughs) To have to go to this place of eternal punishment. God said Robert I didn't even make hell for man. I made hell Robert for the devil and his angels. Now if you and I persist. In refusing to listen to God. And choosing to listen to the devil and his angels. Then what God regrettably has to say. Well then go ahead on then. With those that you chose to listen to so much that you that go on with those that you chose to follow. May that not be any of our portion in the name of Jesus. In this life, we will either experience rest for our souls or we will not. In the next life, we will either experience rest for our souls or we will not. Rest for our souls in this life, God says, is your choice. Rest For souls in the next life, God says, "Is my choice. My God, my God. That's why the Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. See, choose rest for your souls while it may be found. Rest for your soul, rest for my soul. In this life, it can be found. Through and by a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But in the next life, rest for our souls becomes a choice of our Creator. My prayer for every soul in here today. May we choose to find rest for our souls in God. The psalmist said, truly, my soul. The psalmist said, look, I can't speak for my mother. can't speak for my father. I can't speak for my sister, my brother, my husband, or my wife, my son, or my daughter. Psalmist said, my soul, truly, my soul finds rest in God. Now, you may be trying to find rest in TV. You may be trying to find rest in work. You may be trying to find rest in drugs or in relationships. The psalmist said, my soul finds rest. In God, the psalmist said, "The way I'm able to keep it together in these turbulent times is that my soul finds rest in God." The economy is up and down. Stock market is up, is down. Friends can be up or down, but the psalmist said, my soul, my thoughts, when you talk about soul, you're talking about thoughts, you're talking about what? Look on the chart, children of God, thoughts, will, and emotion, thoughts, what you are thinking about, what I am thinking about, it it can find rest if we keep our minds on, on, on God, keep our minds on the word of God. I hate to think of trying to deal in this life without God. I, 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 you know, with Satan and his angels and his demons and his influence. Oh, I. W- we can find rest with our minds, which are a part of our soul stayed on him The Bible says I will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on me? There are some of you under the sound of my voice. You're wondering why you're disturbed, why you're distraught, why you you don't have you're not keeping your mind where it's supposed to be. We get disturbed when we 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 have our minds in the wrong place. Just like we can have our bodies in the wrong place. There are some people that have gone to jail behind being in the wrong place, what at the wrong with the wrong people at the wrong time people in jail for life well don't you know that there there are some people in jail save the Lord who had their mind on the wrong thing in the wrong place at the wrong time just as we have to put our bodies in the right place God said you need to put your mind in the right place Robert our thoughts, Our will, soul, another part of your soul is your will. What you want to do is a part of your soul. What I want to do is a part of my soul. What God is working on doing is lining and and helping you and I line our will up with his will. See, God is sitting back in heaven saying, Robert, Brian, I know what I want you to do. Now, sometimes I do that. But then God said back and said, "Brother well, Robert, then there's some things that 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 you want to do that I don't want you to do." That God said, "That's where we have a problem." God said, "I don't have no any problem with you when you want to do what I want you to do. Just like your son or your daughter, if your son or your daughter wants to do what you want them to do, you, you have no problem. I, 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 my spirit is going to one of the sons here. I had gone to." one of the other houses and picked up some items. And I want to show you this because this is what God wants out of you and me. I'd go into the other house, one of the other houses, and picked up some items. Had the brother there put the items in the back of my vehicle as I drove back here. And in my mind, I was thinking, when I get back here, I'm going to have one of the sons here put these items in the storage barn. Well, I got back here. No, he wasn't here. Then when he arrived, he didn't even ask me. You know, he just began taking the items. And putting them in the barn and in my spirit and in my in my soul, I was smiling because without me even saying. He knew what I wanted. You know, well, if that is how a father and his natural son. Can start moving. This is how God. With him. God wants us so in tune with the Holy Spirit, so in tune with his good, pleasing and perfect will that God God, that we know what God wants. We don't even have to ask. We don't even have to. We know. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we be so in tune with God. That we just know what our heavenly father wants us to do. What our heavenly father wants us to say. Where our heavenly father wants us to be. God wants to line our soul up with his soul. Line our thoughts up with his sauce, So so that you and I are thinking what God is thinking. So that you and I have the same will as our Heavenly Father. We want to do what God wants us to do. Our emotions are lined up with God. So that how he feels about a thing. We feel about a thing. That's line us up with him. Tragic thing is. My brother. And my sister, that many individuals, rather than lining up with the thoughts, will and emotions of our creator, have lined themselves up with the thought, will and emotions of the adversary. May that not be any of our portion in the name of Jesus Christ you want your soul to find rest in God line your soul up with God let me say that again if you want your soul what to find rest in God you and I must line our soul up what with God? God said, you got to start thinking like me. You you want to find rest in me? God says, think like me. You want to find rest in me? Then God says, have a will or want to do what I want you to do. God says, you want to find rest in me? Then have emotions that are like mine. to feel about things. That God said, I hate sin. God said, you need to hate it too. God said, if you want to find rest in me, be like me. God said, the only way you're going to find rest in me, Robert Bryant, is to be like me, Robert Bryant. And tell my children it's the same for them as well. The only problem that God has ever had, will ever have, ever has with us as his prize creation is this thing called S, I. In sin. guys. said that's not the only problem. That one thing I told Adam could have Adam could have done all sorts of things, Robert, in the garden. But what he couldn't do and remain in fellowship with me was the thing called S, come on somebody. I N sin. And today me and you can do all kinds of things. But that thing called S I N, when we do that, God has a problem. God has a problem, a serious problem, because God hates the thing called S-I-N. Now, we can either let the S-I-N go or God will have to destroy us and the sin and the S-I-N. One of those things. hello, want to find rest there. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you're not at rest. You Disturbed. Mind is troubled, all kinds of things. Well, that's because your soul, aspects of your soul are not lined up with God. You're thinking some stuff that God don't want you thinking. You you are willing some stuff or wanting to do some stuff that God don't want you to do. Your emotions, you feel in some ways about some things that God doesn't feel about things. If we want to find rest, if we want our souls to find rest in God, we must line our souls up with God. My salvation. Now the psalmist said, look, now we got some, some very important topics in this section of scripture. We have our soul. We have our salvation. These are two of the most important things in our existence. Now, some of you have been deceived. You think it's your children. Some of you have been deceived. You think it's your job or you think it's your money. Some of you have been deceived. You think it's this or you think it's that. Your soul and your salvation are the two most important things in your life. The soul is the eternal part of you and me. The unique eternal part of you and me. That's most important. And then our salvation is what we want our souls to experience. Now, we have a soul in the middle. We have salvation on the right. We have a soul in the middle. We have damnation on the left. We don't want damnation for our souls. God said, "What you want is come on, somebody talk to me. Salvation for your soul. Now everything else, everything else is a distraction. Little jobs, little money, little finances, little bank account. Ah, Salvation. Most important thing is salvation. Ah, And the Lord is bringing." something in my spirit now that my natural father shared with me when I was about 12 years old. As I was developing in basketball I was very tall but skinny for my age. Played a lot of basketball. And my father and his friends, grown men, 35, you know, 30, 35 years old, used to play on Sundays at a park. I didn't grow up going to church and Sunday school and all the things that many of you may have experienced. I was in park, grown men, drinking liquor, uh, smoking marijuana, cussing, fighting. That was my Sunday morning even before I began playing with them, I would go out and be watching them. You all were sitting in Sunday school. You all sitting in church. You all singing in choir. That's where I was. But I remember when they began allowing me to play with them. I guess I was about 12 years old and they allowed me to play. Come on, Jake, come on, play. I was tall, you know, I was skinny, but it was like That was a rite of passage. That was, to me, you know, that was one of the greatest honors that I could receive. That these men that I looked at as warriors and heroes were now allowing me to play. But very soon, something took place. And I'll never forget. I was tall. I was very slender. And I was a very good shooter. And when I would play with the men, they were very physical. They were very rough. When I would go to shoot the basketball, they would hit me very hard. Bam! And I would, you know, I've been watching them do this for years to one another. But it was like they would take an ex- special uh, attention on me. And I would be very angry and I'd be ready to fight my father's friends and something, you know, and I'd be out there, and my father had to pull me aside. He said, Boy, come here. And I'll never forget this. It's been close to 50 years ago. I breathing hard. I'm like, man, man, he hit me. Let it. And he said, Boy, let me tell you something. He said, as good as you shoot. Nobody is gonna just stand back and let you shoot the ball. I looked at him, and he was looking at me right in my eyes. And this was a father-son moment. He said, "Now, what you do?" I was looking at him. He said, "When you go up to shoot that ball, you focus in on making that shot, and whatever else happens." Let it happen. He said, you understand me? I said, yes, sir. And it changed my focus on so many things in life. See, what the adversary wants to do in your life and my life is to distract us from what we are supposed to be focused in on. What my father's friends were trying to do was distract me from focusing in on the rim because if they distract me, distract me and could get me thinking about the hit or get me thinking about the blow or get me thinking about all this other nonsense, I wouldn't be focused in on making the shot. My encouragement to you, child of God, come on, somebody make the shot. You focus in on what God has told you to do. What God wants you to do, where God wants you to go, what God wants you to, and let whatever else be. Come on, somebody, whatever else. My father didn't realize it at the time, but he was giving me a wisdom that would carry throughout the rest of my life. He was giving me a wisdom that would would cause me to be successful in just about everything I set my hands to do. Focus in on what you have been called to do. Not get sidetracked by the enemies or even sidetracked by your friends. Not get sidetracked by those who are with you. Don't get sidetracked by those who don't. The Lord was just dealing with me a little bit earlier that Noah preached righteousness for 120 years and nobody heard him but his wife and his children and their wives. Everybody else was destroyed. Well, did that take away from the, the validity of his message? You know, if you lived in Noah's day, as unpopular as noah's message were would you have rather been saved with noah and his family or would you have rather been destroyed with everybody else in earth which one would you rather have which way even though you know noah wasn't popular but you know a lot of people didn't want to hear him a lot of it which one would you rather have saved with noah and his family or destroyed with everybody else which one you think you would rather have safe. I think we'd rather be safe. So understand that um, doing what God wants us to do, saying what God wants us to say, going where God wants us to go, it may not be popular. God said, I promise that it's going to be popular, but I guarantee you this, Robert Brown. It is the best decision. Doing what God wants you to do is the best decision. Saying what God wants you to say, what is the best decision? Going where God wants you to go, having what God wants you to have, teaching what God wants. It may not be popular, guys. I, have I haven't having promises popular, but it's the best best decision for you and the best decision for me. No, it wasn't popular in the sense of a lot of people, you know, wanting to join his ministry and be a part. Why? Because I want but eight people saved. Now, a lot of people may have listened to Moses like like we got, uh, I think, close to 800,000 downloads on shoe. A lot of people listening, but not a whole lot of you people out there are uh, joining the ministry. You know, God has given us a faithful few. I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, focus in on the faithful few. Don't get caught up in those who are uh, not with you or those who are speaking stay focused in on the faithful few. Jesus said here, are my mother and brothers and sisters. Here. Jesus said, look, if they were really my mother, if they were really my brother, if they were really my sister, Jesus said they'd be here. Why they not here? Whatever excuse they give, Jesus said, Jesus said, here are my mother and brothers and sisters. You all that's not here, Jesus said, I'm not even thinking about that, what you're talking about. Mary was outside. James was outside. They, they, they were outside. Jesus, uh, Jesus didn't go out, to see what they're talking about. I'm Jesus, I'm not getting caught up in that stuff that you all caught up there. Jesus said, I'm I'm dealing with those who are what? Here. Here are my mother and brothers and sisters. Whoever hears and does the will of my father, which is in heaven, him also will I call my mother. And brother and sister, in other words, Jesus said, Look, I ain't even thinking y'all of my mother and brother and sister. I don't even think like that. See, Jesus said, The problem is you, we, you thinking they my mother, brother, and sister. Jesus said, I'm not thinking like that. You think Jesus, your mother, and brothers are outside, want to talk. Jesus said, You think they my mothers and brothers. I don't think that. So you wonder how can you treat them like that? And they because you think they my mother and brothers and sisters. Jesus, I don't think they my mother and brothers and sisters. That's the difference. Because you think just because you think they your mother and your brother and your sister. Jesus, I don't think like that. Jesus, I just think they some unbelievers. Right now, now later on James and. And Mary and different ones, they became uh, um, parts of Jesus' ministry. They became believers. Jesus said, when they start believing and when they start doing what my heavenly father said, that's when I accept them as my mother and brother and sister. Not because we share the same birth canal. Not because we share the same last name. Jesus said, "Ah, that, that doesn't make you my mother. That doesn't make you my brother. That doesn't make you my sister. That's how you think. Jesus said, I don't think like that. And see, that's what the problem is. Can you imagine how the people that, that knew Jesus and knew his natural family, how they looked at Jesus, wouldn't even go outside to see what his mother how they saw Jesus? You don't have to imagine, because the same way some of you see me. Like, he don't care nothing about them. It's not that... Jesus loved them dearly. But what Jesus realized is that at that particular time, at that particular juncture, they didn't love him. People don't end up in hell because God does not love them. People end up in hell because they don't love God. My soul finds rest in God. The psalmist said, Now I understand where this thing called rest for my soul has to come from. Some of you listening to my voice now, you are trying to figure out how do I receive rest? Disturbed on your job, disturbed. In your home, disturbed in your marriage, disturbed in the community. LeBron James even said it. I don't know who we who is, but I guess it's a it's a lot. Said so we as black people are afraid. I, I immediately start thinking, I'm black. I'm not afraid. If you're afraid, if you're not at rest, if you disturb, find let your soul find rest. Where? in God. If you're disturbed out there under the sound of my voice, you need to let your soul find rest in God. Why? Because not only will God grant you and I rest in our souls here in this life, But the psalmist said, my salvation, the psalmist said, look, God will not only give us rest in this life, in in our souls, but God will give us rest in what? The next life. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we not only have rest. May our souls not only have rest in this life. But may our souls have rest in the afterlife. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you today, Father. As imperfect as we are, as unrighteous as we are, you have still chosen to speak to us, your little children. You've still chosen to take time out of your busy schedule with us, your little children. Again, Father, we ask that you forgive us of our mess, our sins, our filthiness, our unrighteousness. Cleanse us, Father, by your precious blood of Jesus, which was shed on Calvary. Father, we long to get out of these bodies of sin, these bodies of death, to be clothed in righteousness. In the bodies that you have prepared for us since before the foundations of the earth were ever laid. This is what we long for. Mighty and glorious name, Jesus Christ. We pray. God's people around the world. Say, Amen. Amen and amen. Um, there are a number of saints that are joining us from various social medias. uh, right now, if there are those that have any questions, uh, that you would like addressed, feel free to type them in. We will take a look at them. One, maybe about two or three questions before we close, uh, just type the question up on your um board in your social media. It could be Facebook, YouTube, uh, read it, Tumblr. Okay, okay. We'll try to address. Let me have that that chair. Okay. All right, children of God, then we're going to, there are no, no questions, we're going to go on and close. May God bless each of you. May heaven continue smiling on his people.